You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast, where today we have Alex Smith, founder of creative events agency Plain Jane Events. We talk about COVID hit events, staying positive, digital transformation, and much more. Let's get to it, shall we? Thank you for joining me with the second episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's great to have you here, Alex. Uh, yeah, how have you been? How has lockdown treated you? Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. You know, just kind of like surviving every day, juggling um, motherhood and with a little toddler and running a business um, and trying to find some me time in middle in the middle of it all, which is kind of um, uh, challenging most days. But yeah, all good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I had, a, I had a little deep dive on your Instagram and on, on Plain Jane Events Instagram. And I noticed one of your kind of habits is to reheat a cup of coffee. Have you done that today or? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's my cup of tea every morning, every morning without fail. It really is. That's just mum life, though. You know, it's, uh, it's yeah. um, I've met myself a cup of tea. At, this morning it was 4.30 a.m. when my toddler got up. So that was like stupidly early. Um, and so I had a cup of tea and then just you just don't, you just don't ever finish it. So, yeah, in the microwave twice this morning. But, yeah. Um, it, it reminded me it reminded me of something I bought so I bought this cup that was it's meant to keep your coffee warm to like a, a like a drinkable temperature I bought it used it left it for half hour didn't work I was so disappointed oh shame chili bottles chili bottles are good I actually oh make like hot tea in the chili bottle now and when I go out with the buggy and stuff I know that even two three hours later it'll still be lovely and warm yeah. good old-fashioned flask oh Dan. yeah I, I did i did have a flask but i just find like the, the lip where you're drinking it, sometimes especially if like before when, before lockdown like everything that when we're on trains and stuff it's just difficult yeah. to drink <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah. anyway for kind of our listeners and watchers who kind of haven't heard about you and plain gen events it'd be great to yeah. just hear a brief history of how you guys started yeah, totally. Okay, cool. So yeah, we're playing Jane events. Um, and um, it's my little baby. It's my first baby. It was born um, sort of 12 years ago, really, out of kind of a desire to want to have my own business, be my own boss, um, plan parties for the rest of my life. Um, and um, we, um, I used to, I was an event manager. Most of my career, I've been in events. Um, so this was kind of like a natural, natural progression, really, for me. Um, and so we are actually I went official with Plain Jane in 2010. And and so, yeah, we're sort of like 11 years old this year now. Um, It was meant to be our 10th birthday last year. We had an epic party planned, which had to be canceled, obviously, like all other events. Um, We kind of class ourselves as a creative events agency. Um, we're usually based in Soho, but we're not at the moment. Um, And um, we organize all sorts of parties. We, we, predominantly were um, and are when we return to it a live events agency um, and we've got a real mixed bag of clients and um, corporate press PR clients and, um, and private clients so we do a real sort of like mixture of stuff which really keeps things kind of like nice and um, different every day you know yeah. Um, so yeah we're um, and and most recently we've obviously been sort of like pivoting our asses off basically turning yeah. to a virtual world um um so which everyone's trying to do at the moment and um, so yeah that's a little bit yeah i mean uh, yeah i mean we'll probably definitely get on to the pivot but um yeah. just looking through you got your guys instagram like you've worked with some amazing clients i mean just got down here like you helped people brush their teeth with ai with oral b you've done a lot <laughs> of press work for like Dune, London, World, uh, English. I mean, looking through the pictures, I was getting really jealous 
load of FOMO <laughs> and I had to stop when I think you had like a corporate party and there was like a, a Jurassic Park themed uh, booth and I was just like that I've got, I've got to stop myself because you know where we are at the it moment it's really cool no it is and you know what the wonderful thing about events is that you know you really can get lost in your imagination if the client lets you you know and um and you know with our product launches it's about bringing their product to life um, around their messaging and their branding, which is always really exciting, always a challenge that we're sort of that we take on, um, and um, with sort of like real gutso, really um, gust, gutso, gusto, gusto. Is that the right word? Gust, bit, bit gusto. Of gusto. I think it's gusto. <laughs> real gusto. <laughs> yeah. um, and and then you know, and and with private events, uh, yeah, I guess private events and corporate events it's the same sort of thing it's really we're very lucky that we've got some wonderful clients who really trust us yeah. and. Um, and so they kind of pretty much give us a brief to um, a, a very simple briefs normally. And we dive into them. We put our creative spin on them um, and we come out with sort of like some really, you know, my team are amazing that are around me um, and they come out with some really fantastic ideas. So, um, yeah, we've worked on some really exciting things um, for from Christmas parties with photo booths and crazy entertainment. Um, we do a big summer festival usually every year for one of our big corporate clients with 4000 people. Um, and um, we do lots of shoe stuff, lots of beauty things. Um, it's um, it's lots of fun, and we get very creative, which is what we love. Yeah, yeah. I think one of my favourites was you had like a, a winter insulation inside, and it was just this massive room, uh, and there was like just all these balloons going up the side, all silver and everything. It just looked pretty magical, to be honest. Oh yeah, that was lovely. Actually, that was one of that was our house of Jane because every year we normally do um, a sort of a salesy type thing. So like we open up, we we take over a venue ourselves um, with sort of some of our event partners and we dress it different ways, different kind of like themes and stuff. And we invite our clients and prospective clients kind of along to, to say hi and have a drink. It normally ends up kind of like dancing and lots of lots of cocktails. Um, and that was one of those. That was a house of Jane um, mm. with them. Bubblegum balloons did that for us, which is one of our sort of. Um, balloon partners um that it looks great you can do a lot with a balloon and you know I, I when I first started events which was kind of 20 odd years ago 22 years ago a balloon center table centerpiece was the, the thing and I used to go to meetings and people used to want teddy bears and balloons I kid you not like teddy bears and balloons on a string just kind of like in the middle of a table I can't think of anything worse right now and so when when um balloons came back into kind of like fashion and back yeah. on trends again I just thought oh my god what is this going to be like we're going really going back to like you know like the early 20s late 90s and uh, actually the balloon installations you can get now are just phenomenal we did one for the Gordon Ramsay group where we did 10,000 pink balloons valentine's day a few years ago through one of their restaurants and it would just looked epic so yeah you can do amazing things with balloons yeah and i think you can yeah you said it right there you can do some amazing things i remember there was a there was something in america i think 20 years ago where they had something like three hundred thousand balloons or something they let they just let it go outside of a net uh, and i mean i think they got in trouble for it because it just left a lot of litter and everything but yeah just i the can sight imagine it, just the sight of it was incredible um, yeah yeah they are but yeah, I mean, moving on to kind of obviously coronavirus happens, coronavirus hits. Like, what was the kind of initial reaction? Like, how did you guys kind of initially cope? And then kind of what did you what measures did you take and how did you kind of adapt to it? Um, well, I mean, it was for the event industry. It was, I guess, towards the end of February, I had a few friends that were traveling as well. So and they started coming back 
like you, they started coming back. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, oh, there's like a virus thing. I just wanted to get home. And I was like, that'd be ridiculous. Like, come on, it's going to be like, it's going to be over within like, you know, it's not going to come here. Yeah. I was really one of those kind of like, why would you why would you leave your holiday why would you leave your travel um and then sort of like over february last year we were i was a bit like oh we're getting a bit serious um and then literally overnight kind of in march we had events in march and april and literally overnight at the beginning of march everything was just cancelled um and um i actually had a new member of staff that was starting on the 16th of march who she did start and she's still with me today thankfully um and it was strange for her, you know, we, we, we basically stopped going into the office straight away, um, just from a safety perspective for my team, we have, we've got an office in Soho. So um, we then spent the first few weeks really kind of like just, just talking with clients about kind of cancellations and this whole force majeure cancellation policy and, you know, money back and negotiating and hope up, trying to get them to postpone rather than cancel and, you know, really trying to work with them. I mean, we've got quite strict cancellation policies, but when you're thrown into a situation like this, there's, there's, it's no one's fault, you know, okay, it's force majeure, of course, it's no one's fault. But, you know, you, you just kind of like get to a situation, how can we help each other? How can we all work together? And we were yeah. hoping and praying and really, truly thought that we would, we wouldn't be in this situation for very long, you know, and we were sort of saying, we'll come back to it in the summer, you know, yeah. and obviously that didn't happen. So, um, over the course of like last year really I, I guess there was an element of sort of firefighting um and trying to um just keep the business afloat um and furlough was incredible like I, you know i we haven't been able to get many grants um from a you know from a, from westminster council we haven't been able to get anything for our business rates or anything like that um we're not we're not hospitality we're not retail it was, it's been quite frustrating kind of like the event industry has been kind of left out a lot but furlough has been a godsend for us um and so I was able to put the team onto furlough and and kind of you know step back into the role myself a little bit into the event manager role kind of I've obviously stepped away from it over the last sort of five or six years into more of a kind of like CEO role sort of managing the business rather than events so I kind of had to step back into it again which I'm not gonna lie absolutely loved um and I really missed it, really missed my party yeah. planning roots, you know, um, and and just trying to kind of work with our clients. After, after we realized that things weren't going to be improving anytime soon, we sort of dived into the virtual world and just kind of like soaked up as much as we could um, uh, because we hadn't done much much virtual before, to be honest. You know, we, we'd obviously we, we knew of Zoom and all that sort of stuff, but we hadn't really done many events because we were always doing them live. Um, we'd streamed stuff and bits and pieces for clients in conferences and things, so it wasn't kind of alien to us at all. But um, it wasn't kind of like second nature like uh, like live events are to us. Um, so we just sort of dived in and kind of upskilled massively. Um, my team did a lot of courses, um, upskilling themselves, kind of like so we were more. Um, uh, so we had more skills in-house, like, you know, SketchUp and CAD and Photoshop and all those sort of practical designy things that really help in, in design um, in, in events. So we upskilled a lot um, and and just then worked with our clients to try and help them pivot their events. And so obviously, meanwhile, pivoting ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And it just, it sounds like you've kind of, obviously, when it's here, it's, no one no one no one could have imagined what it would be like and i don't think many people would have prepared for it but it just sounds like you've gone about it the right way um and i just love what you said about the firefighting aspect because i think not only is that in business 
but it's also in personal life like people are firefighting for their own personal lives I think mental health has taken a massive hit um and I think just people trying to adapt and everything it's um yeah it's just been it has been really tough and it's just it's great to hear that you've adapted well and you're spending the time to kind of once you're coming out of this you'll be ready for probably a lot more than you were before because I think there is not going to be like a normal we're going to go back to it's going to be sort of people are going to want to go back to events and events are going to be massive there's also going to be this element of now we can kind of adapt the events and kind of push them further with this new technology that's Mm -hmm. kind of being incorporated um yeah I mean is that how is that how you kind of see things going yeah 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 absolutely definitely I think I I think as human beings we are all about in person you know in real life you know experiences so we will come back to it um I don't think it's going to be as quickly as people will feel comfortable going to a restaurant. I think once restaurants and pubs open, I think people will feel more comfortable going to those first. I think events will really be the last thing to come back because the mentality of coming back to going to an event with 50, 100, thousands of people, um, it's going to be quite a sort of challenge to get over mentally. Do I want to be in a space with this many people not knowing yeah. if, they, if they're okay, you know? Um, so, and I think from a corporate perspective, um, from our, some of our clients, um, from an employer perspective, how, I don't think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a bit of a wait before they actually decide that they're comfortable putting their staff in that position as well. So from an events perspective, it's definitely going to take a little bit more time. Um, uh, I, I really hope that things like festivals and stuff will come back. I think public events will come back quicker than sort of corporate ones, for example. Um, and um, but then the idea of a hybrid event is absolutely kind of the way to go. Like I, I just sort of had a um, I did a presentation the other day actually about kind of like events in a new COVID, in a post-COVID world, and we talked about this um, and about um, hybrid being the sort of the, the way forward because you would you know you imagine sort of like the reach you get from a virtual event and you know how you can literally be global now um and then and then and then the experience you get from a live live event and actually the overall experience and then merging those two things together why would you lose either of them if you can have both of them like happy days and i definitely think the 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 hybrid setup is going to be what's what's um uh going to be driving the events industry going forward for sure and certainly virtual and then adding on the live bits as we can kind of like you know as, as they become more and more people people become more and more comfortable with it so um yeah definitely yeah uh, and yeah you, you're right with the reach as well I mean you look at kind of events in the past obviously massive events like world cup finals you see um mm. like music events tv events like obviously the reach on television and now streaming services and youtube it's just it's kind of opened the doors really for mm. a lot of a lot of companies a lot of people I think as well with this hybrid model it's not just events it's obviously the way we're working now I think Spotify announced that they now are offering all their staff the opportunity to either work in the office uh, or at home or abroad yeah. anywhere or a mix in between and I think now that now that it's, yeah. it's a lot more open that we can kind of work from wherever it is that the world is a smaller place isn't it really and uh, you know and what's exciting about that is that you can also recruit from anywhere in the world if you're remote you know so you don't have to have somebody who's within a sort of 
you know, 20 mile radius of, of Soho to be able to get into the office every day, you can actually get, you know, the best out there that might be based in, I don't know, China, Australia, you know, wherever they are, kind of like, you know, Europe somewhere. So that that's really exciting. So, you know, from an employer perspective, it's really opened up this world of kind of, 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 um, of talent. Um, and, um, you know, going to your point about, um, treating Spotify, treating their employees. We've been working quite a lot with some of our corporate clients on um, staff engagement, um, staff motivation, staff well-being, and going back to your point about mental health, and, and um, I, it's, a, it's a super important point. And I'm actually just in the process of doing a course myself, just as a kind of like for an, an amazing charity called Eventwell, which is an, a, um, a, a charity set up to um, talk about mental health within the events industry, which is kind of, um, so, so important, you know, it's a stressful job at the best of times, let alone in, in a pandemic. Um, so um, I think it's really important that we look after our staff. As an employer myself, I have a huge responsibility to the people that work for me. Um, and we've had, we've had lots of tears, we've had, you know, lots of laughs, we've had lots of really, you know, deep and meaningfuls over Zoom over the past 12 months with my team, you know, which I think is really important to be open and transparent and, and listen and, um, and I think, and to keep people motivated. Um, and so we've been, you know, from our own experiences, as well as other ones that we're hearing, we've been talking with our clients and working with our clients to actually help them um, from a sort of internal communications perspective, from a well-being perspective, keep their staff motivated and on board and kind of, you know, um, and, and, and as balanced as, as we can be while working remotely, you know, which is um, tough yeah. at the best of times. Yeah, and I think it's, it's really good to hear that because I know people have adapted to remote, but there is this sort of burnout that people are now getting. There's also, obviously you were talking about how you've kind of had kind of heart to hearts over zoom and everything, but obviously some people might find it difficult to do that over remote, over mm -hmm. a video call and they might feel a bit more distance. And there might be mm -hmm. some companies where there aren't people kind of above them who are looking at their health in that way. And they may, might be getting yeah. lost. Yeah. It's really, sounds like a really good charity. It sounds like, it's really good that you're kind of working on something like that. Yeah, I think it's, I think we just need to all talk about it more, don't we? With like, yeah. with anything, with all, with any sort of like um, uh, 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 charity or kind of like any sort of you know um, any any issues that we've got, we need to be talking about them loudly so that other people feel comfortable talking about them. And and I guess I'm trying to do any everything that I can do with my small business to help everybody sort of you know stay happy, stay you know balanced, stay kind of you know healthy. So. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a big subject, and we just need to talk about it a little bit more, don't we, to make everybody else talk about it. So yeah, and and you were you were kind of talking about positivity, kind of with with your company through. I think you said you had kind of campaigns on was it Meditation Monday? Yeah, yeah, we notes. did. So right at the beginning, yeah, we kind of, we kind of had a little bit of an overhaul of our kind of like we were thinking what we're going to do with our Instagram because. Um, it's basically all our events we we post about our events and we haven't got any and yeah. how long can you be doing sort of like throwback thursdays you know oh this is an event we did last year oh, this is an event we did last you know so we thought let's have a little rethink of our of our um social media strategy and we put together these kind of like um these pillars and um, one of which was our corporate social responsibility pillar where we um started um looking at different charities that we wanted to champion um throughout the year um and um uh, so we, we started doing that and at the same time we also were kind of like you know we thought about well, what do events bring events bring positivity they bring smiles to people's faces and so we we came up with positive notes which um we teamed up with um, one of our entertainment agencies eight ray um eight ray music 
and um, we we did a series of kind of, um, of of songs like live musicians at home, you know, doing little kind of covers and, and just posting them as positive notes on our social media for for no other reason just to kind of like hear some hear a live musician singing one of your favourite songs, which went down really really well. Yeah. Um, and then we also started doing um, meditation Monday, and um, one of our um, team members. Um, said that she would happily sort of like volunteer and led um, a meditation session just 10 minutes on a Monday morning just to kind of like bring yourself back into a space you know back into yourself and set yourself up for the week and again that was also really kind of well received and, and we did that for a while we've actually just started reposting them again just um just sort of the, just why not you know we've, we've got we've got the content there so um get people breathing and kind of like realigning yeah. in this crazy time so yeah we tried to stay positive we really did as much as we as much as we could and then be honest about the down times you know and I think that's important to sort of understand and respect the roller coaster yeah <laughs> you know yeah. And, it, and yeah I mean being transparent is I think so valuable now uh, especially with kind of customers and just people in general being so aware of like uh different types of brands and kind of brand messaging yeah. and yeah it's just good to be kind of honest and it's good to hear that and i mean i wish i knew about your meditation monday there's been some sundays where kind of like oh god here's another week and it, it's just yeah. another week it's just indoors doing nothing well yeah. doing work but doing nothing um yeah, so yeah but yeah. But I think, you know, when you were saying about kind of going back out, you know, once the pandemic is over in, in terms of working remotely, and some people do struggle working remotely for sure. And I think once the pandemic is over, I don't think it's going to be a case of that you're going to be having to work from home. I think part of the struggle is that you have to work from home yeah. and you have to be in your house with probably your partner or your flatmates doing the same thing with or without children running around as well at the moment. Um Whereas when, when it ends, all these companies that are thinking about, you know, removing their, you know, downsizing offices and things like that um, to sort of save on money and allowing people to be more flexible, more remote. At least you have the flexibility when that happens, you know, to be able to go into the office a couple of days a week, to be able to go and sit in a cafe and have a different environment and be around people. I think at the moment, the hardest thing is knowing that if you don't have an office, you're potentially sitting on the bed with a box and your laptop on a box, you know, you're, you're, you've got all sorts of setups, you know, whereas when we are allowed to sort of like venture out again a bit more, then I think the working remotely will have a again we'll have a have a different meaning yeah yeah and i think we're especially with kind of people who are new into new into their roles uh they might be feeling a bit distant from kind of yeah their their own like their co-workers and it might just kind of learning the, the job role because i think from experience it's sometimes it can take kind of four to six months to properly kind of engross yourself with the role and yeah. it's, it's probably taken a lot longer through um, just being fully remote see so, yeah, I'm fully on boards like the the hybrid way of life yeah. Um, yeah we're actually we're actually talking to some clients at the moment about one particular client about how we can help them kind of like improve their onboarding process because that's exactly it they would normally have everybody come together as a you know every month or every week or whatever to do this onboarding process and now they're all doing it from home and there's just it just it's just falling flat and it's not um it's just not working anymore so we're working with a few people with well, one particular client at the moment about how we can kind of like you know ramp that up really and engage them a lot more which is you know the buzzword really at the moment is keeping people engaged yeah yeah there's so many buzzwords aren't there there's engaged there's the new normal there's remote (laughs) even even the hybrid now I think is becoming a bit of a buzzword but yeah I mean I I think I think what I'd like to know as well is obviously 
it's going to be a long time before it goes back to normal, but do you see any kind of key trends or things that you probably want to try out? Like when these hybrid kind of events start to come back, is there any like really cool technology that you want to incorporate? Um, well, there's loads of tech out there. I mean, I guess there's loads of platforms and you know portals. People are calling it all sorts of different things, really. And um, I think for us, really, it was we are sort of trying to, like you were saying earlier about kind of like people getting tired of kind of like being online. You know, there's, there's Zoom fatigue, another kind of like buzzwords kind of thing that everyone's getting at the moment, which I totally understand. I am too. I'm so done with like looking at my face. You know, I'm just going. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so I, I, to be honest, I think it's going to be. Um, I know I'm moving away from the tech side a little bit here with this or the answer to this question, but we have thought quite a lot about this. And, and I don't know if you were really into any of this before um, the pandemic, but I, we loved as an, as an agency and personally, those really sort of immersive kind of like the experiences yeah. you could go to, you know, at places like the vaults in London and stuff, you know, where you could get a ticket to a sort of like another world almost, you know, and you would have entertainment walking around and smells and tastes and all that sort of stuff, you know, and um, it would be like, you know, almost like walking around a theatre really kind of thing you know with people sort of acting around you which was which is crazy so we're sort of really keen to see a move towards an immersive event but with a hybrid element so allowing people who can't actually make it there not necessarily because of the pandemic but because maybe they just they, they can't get out they can't get to the country they can't you know um um, and, and actually having them being able to experience that from wherever they are and almost having the same experience, you know, through, through, through the internet, through their kind of like whatever portal they're choosing. Um, that's kind of like how we see it. So this immersive hybrid events as yeah. we see it the way forward, because everyone's going to want that experience again. They're going to want to start doing things again, you know, whether it's going out to eat, but just having a, a different experience, having, having more to it kind of like, you know, um, um, just kind of like exploding the experience a little bit more now because we've just been so kind of like um, we've been on this real sort of flat path for the last kind of like 12 months almost I mean it's been a, it's been a roller coaster but we haven't been able to go out we've been in one place you know yeah so I think yeah. getting people out and about and getting them in, immersed in these kind of like wonderful experiences is going to be the way forward and allowing people to do that remotely from wherever they are as well so kind of creating a hybrid option yeah, because I, I read an article the other day and I think it's Tobacco Docs have just announced that they're actually creating a Tobacco tobacco Docs virtual. So they're mm -hmm. building their event space just in the virtual world. And then people yeah. can have like corporate events, other type of events, just all built so that people can access yeah. it from wherever, which it, it just yeah, that definitely. sounds really cool. There are there are lots of people are doing that and actually it's you know relatively easy to do like one of our one of the um uh relatively easy it's obviously quite difficult and it's you know requires quite a lot of skill but um lots of people are doing it and we are finding actually i think one of the um venue agencies that um, are in london they at the beginning they of, of all of this they basically went to all the venues and just did started doing 360 videos of all the venues that were on their books knowing that they wouldn't be getting any live inquiries and so now they have all this amazing 360 video footage of these amazing amazing spaces in London that are just sitting empty at the right, right now which you can then turn into virtual spaces um, you know into a virtual environment um, which I think is really exciting to be able to do um, so you can take your iconic London venues for example you know one of them and, and, and put your event in there or your conference or whatever so um, we're actually at the moment talking to um, and working with a, one of our production partners 
um, they've developed a, a new concept called Smart Stage, um, which is kind of like a, I guess, a glorified green screen, if you like, sort of um, with them. And, uh, and and in in that, you can create these kind of like environments, these virtual environments, and then you can move around the stage. Um, and it is actually a physical stage, but you're, you know, you're seeing kind of like all the CGI on top of it. So you're actually being able to move around it um, to different places within the environment. And so as a, as a, um, uh, somebody who's watching you're kind of really getting the sense that they're moving around a, a world um, um, which is which is really cool and you can obviously with graphics and kind of you can create um, you can create amazing things you know so that's really exciting for us kind of we're, we're going to incorporate it into a into a conference um, in April uh, as well which is going to be quite cool and again it's more engaging than just sitting on a zoom like this yeah yeah and uh, that's the thing it, this bringing together kind of events of before to like the virtual mercy thing now you can go beyond what is literally physically possible with these type of events yeah i mean i think the other day we were playing poker and uh, they've now got this poker vr so you can you can be immersed in a table with random people pretending like you're at the table play poker like it's just it's just a new experience i think it is it's just it's it's so cool and it's really good to see how fast this transformation into this new technology has come as well. And it's good to see. Well, do you know what? I, yeah, I think you know, we've, we've seen a kind of like a 10 year kind of jump in technology and in, in, in so much in the last 12 months, you know, 10 years worth of change almost in, in, in 10 months, which is crazy. Um, but, but it is really exciting. I think the funny thing is it, you know, when, we're, when we're looking at doing VR events and we always sort of talk to our sort of VR partners about doing them and they're like the problem is is that they're not you know you can't really get any headsets at the moment <laughs> and you're like oh okay they're like yeah. so it's all well and good doing these VR events but actually you physically can't get the VR headsets because they're all sold out or they're all like on back order you know and funnily enough the same goes for cardboard I don't know if you've seen it recently in the news but we've been we've been feeling the effects of the cardboard shortage yeah. in the world I kid you not um for the last few months because one of our other things that we're doing our creative mailers for a lot of our press clients we're helping them to sort of like package up their, their products and send it out to kind of like influencers and people like that um in creative ways because obviously they're getting lots of packages every day so they've got to stand out so we're helping them do that and and just literally a cardboard box is proving so difficult right now. And then I think I saw an advert, I saw an article the other day um, on Wired about kind of um, uh, about how um, Amazon are, have, have basically bought up the majority of the world's cardboard stock. You know, yeah. so um, it, it's it's crazy the little things that are coming out of this pandemic actually, and the challenges that we're having to face, the big ones and the little ones. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the cardboard shortage. It actually reminded me of one of my first experiences with VR where you could buy, I think they might still do it, but you can buy like a cardboard cutout and then put your phone into yeah. the cardboard cutout. And that was one of my first experiences of it. Yeah. Obviously, it's come a long and way. And who was that? I, I never actually tried the cardboard one. Was it all right, though? Did you really feel immersed? I mean, but at the time, this is, I mean, this is like eight years ago, eight, nine, eight, nine years ago. But yeah, I think I did. I think I watched yeah. like a video of a roller coaster and things like that. I don't think you could move about back yeah. then, but yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, but no, um, yeah, I think it is cool. Yeah, I, th- I think probably what I want to kind of find from you now is what do you want? Like if you if, if money was no, say money was no object and. <laughs> The world had gone back to normal, realistic normal. What would be your dream event to host? What would be your dream event to put on? For somebody else or for me? It can be both. It can be either. 
uh, funny because we actually we would I asked my um, huddle guest this um, uh, when I was doing when we were doing our huddles last year. I think it's you know, um, and I guess if if it's, if, if it's carte blanche and literally kind of like you know the world is your oyster, isn't it really? So um, I, if it was, I'm going to say for me. Um, so I would I would definitely you know go away for a massive party. I would take kind of like I would hire a private plane. I would take. 50 friends plus partners on it and, you know, and family and, you know, hire a villa, a hotel, a complex, whatever is out there, you know, with a pool yeah. and just have barbecue after barbecue after barbecue um, with um, cocktails, beer, wine, whatever you, you know, and just and great music and just dance. Do you know what? I really miss dancing with people. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, so we have our little kitchen discos, you know, on a Saturday night, but it's not yeah. quite the same. Um, I just miss dancing um really going out all out so I think I would just get loads of people together and just go somewhere lovely hot yeah. outside and have a really big sort of like rave <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm getting like fire doesn't festival. even need to be fancy <laughs> I'm, I'm getting fire festival vibes like when you were first describing it like we're gonna go to like a private <laughs> island private jet <laughs> villa I was like maybe maybe you could do fire festival but how it was meant to be done but better yeah 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 I mean I, I echo that would be good yeah I echo the kind of sentiment of wanting to go somewhere warm i think i think when we can i think everyone's just going to be on a plane trying to get somewhere warm trying to kind of just make up for lost time almost Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah yeah definitely that's one of the things that i really miss actually is just my freedom of movement you know like just being able to go where i want to go and jump on a plane where you know i'm certainly a big traveler and i love kind of going and visiting i've got friends that live all over the world and you know especially europe and I really miss just being able to just jump and go to Barcelona for the weekend, you know, yeah. I, I, and that's, that. it doesn't sound like it's very big, but I, I really do miss that so much. And that, that's what's getting me down quite a lot, knowing that I just can't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, I definitely... It's almost this, like, at the moment, it's like a sense of acceptance. It's like, like you can't yeah. accept to, well, you have to accept to, like, elbow bump people. You have to kind of keep your distance. I mean, I think that's going to be, something that people are going to have to readapt to is the distance thing. And I think, yeah, I think handshakes might be like a thing of the past anyway. Yeah. And you know what it was, it's, I was thinking about this the other day, cause we're quite, we're, we're kisses in our kind of like business. If we know our client, we'll generally kind of like go in for a kiss, you know, it's a bit yeah. European kind of thing, you know, I've often got caught out cause in Australia you do two. And then in England you do one, you know, you're a bit like, Oh, Oh, Oh. Um, but yeah. we are, we are generally kind of like, you know, um, air kisses kind of thing. Um, and so we're not going to be able to do that. Like you're not, and it's going to be. You know, I'm not a kind of like elbow bump sort of girl. I mean, we've been sort of fist bumping here when we see people, but with you know family or whatever. But I just it's it's, it's something something's going to change for sure. You know, like how how are we going to interact when we are actually back together? That's something that um I haven't really. I don't know what we're going to be like. You know, as humans, I, I think that that we will slip back though. I do. Yeah. I think there will be. Uh, back to what we're what, what we know because I think it's it's not just that it's the old normal what was normal I think it's just what's inside us to be able to touch and feel and hug a hug is like you know massive yeah really yeah. miss hugs you know yeah like, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I mean other, we, we hug obviously at home a lot but you know just being able to hug other people and just be like close and I think we will get back there because I think we have to I think as human beings we have to yeah yeah I think a, a hug can be very powerful if someone's upset or even if a celebratory hug it just it sometimes it means the world and yeah. I think I think now that we've kind of taken it for granted it's going to be when it goes when it goes back I think people are just gonna 
like enjoy it a lot more and just yeah even more special definitely yeah yeah well, absolutely for sure yeah well th- thanks for joining me today alex uh it's been, it's been really really good conversation uh it's been really nice hearing about how you guys have adapted how you kind of survived the events industry and yeah i hope everything does kind of turn back normal and you kind of thrive from what you've done and how you've adapted thank you thank you very much me too <laughs> yeah and if, if please and if if there is anyone listening or watching who wants to kind of find out more about you guys where can they head to how can they contact uh, you so we've got we've got a fantastic new website um plainjaneevents.com um and then obviously we've got our instagram as well which is plain jane events um just can, you can contact us on either of those absolutely awesome well thank you wonderful thank you sam thanks for listening if you enjoyed the pod subscribe for more and check us out at fortnite.studio